Hey, I'm Erin Bridgman, a money mindset and management coach for the creative entrepreneur. I'm the girl behind the Wealthy Woman Movement that's reaching thousands and expanding each and every month. And I'm so glad you've decided to join this community too. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast for creative female entrepreneurs looking to get strategic with their money. I believe that wealthy women will change the world. And in this podcast, we include money-related mindset and management tips and practical business advice you can apply right away. No fluff here. It's time to take action. Let me shoot it to you straight. Talking about money is like talking about sex. It's vulnerable and uncomfortable, but so necessary. And that's why I've created a judgment-free zone where women like you can trade the shame and money skeletons in your closet with empowerment and confidence that helps you master your money. I'm both the creative and the nerd, the no bullshit friend and your hype girl. And I'm excited to be your guide on your money journey. All your dreams are tied to money. So it's time to get that money working for you so you can make your dreams a reality together. Your business should be the catalyst to living your dream life. So don't let your money be the obstacle. Grab your notebook and your favorite drink and let's dive in. Hello, wealthy women, and welcome back to the show. Today we have the absolutely positively most brilliant Tracy on the show and she's going to dive into all things website how do we build our website for conversion what are things that we need to start implementing in order to have the the website work for us and I met Tracy several years ago at Melissa Griffin's mastermind we are currently together in a peer mastermind we just got back from Breckenridge we shared a bed together and we've become great friends. I I love her so much. She's so brilliant. And I'm really, really grateful to have her on the show today. So Tracy, welcome. So glad to have you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So fun. Tracy, will you share before we get into this conversation, really specifically around website and website conversion? Can you share a little bit about you, what you do in your business and who you are outside of business? Sure. So my name is Tracy Dungo, for those who don't know, and I run Uno Dos Trey, which is a boutique creative agency that specializes in bold and impactful designs for um, website designs and app development for entrepreneurs, business owners, and creatives. So I got started, well, twofold. I feel like many people, my journey um, started in corporate America. I well, I first, I think when I graduated, I first worked in investor relations, which did you know that I was no. I worked kind of like in finance? Yeah. Which is really funny by, you know, kind of working for a lot of fortune 500 companies in telling their story, like their quarterly story and their performance to shareholders and investors. I think in retrospect, now I understand almost how that makes sense in like the grand scheme of my career and my own story. But, you know, I think at that role, I really almost was first introduced to the story of, or to the concept of storytelling rather, and messaging and positioning. You can take good news, bad news, a boring story, a really great story. And it really boils down to how you tell it and how you position it. And so after that, I kind of knew I wanted to get on the brand side. And I got an offer from 
Ralph Lauren, where I worked in their e-commerce department, supporting all of their websites for all of their brands. So ralphlauren.com, what used to be rugby.com and clubmonaco.com at the time. So that was amazing because again, that's kind of where my introduction into the online space really came. Uh, and, but, you know, kind of working for a really big brand like that, I, I feel like I almost was then immersed even more deeply into the world of storytelling and kind of what we were communicating to our customers and our audience. And then following that, I got an offer from Time, Time Inc., where I worked for People Magazine doing customer or so consumer fun. marketing. Yeah, which was really, really fun. It was very, like, they're very much cool parts of the job. Like I remember I lived after college, I worked and lived in New York and we would have to come out here every award season. So like we would go out to the Oscars and, you know, just kind of like be surrounded by like the celebrity part of like the brand and everything, which was really cool. But I think the lessons that I learned there were really around marketing and which again, leading into like the storytelling, but like the analytics too, and how you can use storytelling for performance marketing and all of that. So while I was at people, I kind of knew I didn't want to be my boss. <laughs> um, it was a very high stress environment. Uh, and to kind of get off of that trajectory, I decided to take a leap of faith into entrepreneurship. So fast forward to today, Uno Dos Trey is a team of seven and we just, it's just so fun. Like it's so, so fun helping people kind of match the vision that they have in their heads of what their business could be um, and kind of take them from where they are today and get them closer to what that, what that grand vision is. So so exciting. And you live in California and you have the most precious family. Thank you. They're great. They're, um, yeah, which is crazy to think when we moved out here, I just had my daughter who was like one years old. We moved away from like our friends and family. My husband got a job offer out here. I could kind of work from wherever. And it was just very crazy, you know, cause we were like leaving all of our community that we've ever known and kind of having to be out here and figuring it out. And now we have two and it's awesome. They can be outside 365 days out of the year. It's just great. It's good. So fun. So <laughs> as you can tell, Tracy comes from a lot of experience and a lot of brilliance and we want to dive in. And I know we're going to specifically talk about websites. I'm very excited. Tracy is getting ready to do a full revamp on my website. And recently in the mastermind I was in when I was on my hot seat, people were talking about Aaron. Like, I think you're sitting on a gold mine. The difference between you, um, I don't think I even told you this, Tracy, but the difference between, I think like you really like crushing it or not is in your messaging. Like, I think you really have to nail down your messaging and I know that's going to be part of our conversation today. So take us where you want. How do we, how do we want to jump into this conversation around how to have our websites convert for us, how to design them, how to think through them to um, bring us the sales and the people that we want to impact? Yeah. And, you know, I think it's always important to start remembering that we're living in a very cool time right now, right? Like, so long as you have access to the internet, anyone can start a business. And then furthermore, I think anyone who's listening to this podcast obviously knows the value of having a website 
to be online means to reach more people, among other things. But I think that's like the biggest, if you're a local business and you sell cookies, if you want to sell more cookies to more people, starting a website and accessing those other markets would be kind of the clear next step. So there, you know, I think, again, going back to the the concept of us living in a very cool time, anyone can build a website technically, right? Like anyone can launch a website into into the world, into the internet and create their own little corner of, of, you know, the internet. But while there are a lot of options to create a website, it doesn't mean all websites are created equal. I think for a lot of business owners, especially in the beginning, the priority is to just launch, right? You just want to start, you just want to get something up and then you can continue to refine very similar to your product. You just want to launch with your product and you can continue to refine it into what it's ultimately going to evolve into being. I think same goes for your website, but what happens is a lot of websites on the internet right now, you'll see are more like digital billboards, meaning they tell the customer what it is that they do, but it doesn't really give the customer a reason to care. And like when I say that, I really mean there's kind of a lack of connection. Like you can go on a website and you could say, I, you know, I do this. Here's what I serve. Here are like, here's what I offer my packages and my offerings. And then like, that's it. Again, that's just telling the customer what it is that you do, but like, you know, getting into how you can really make that emotional connection with them, I think is like the really big part. And it's not just in the copy, but messaging also extends to the visual experience as well. So how are you telling your story through imagery, through graphics, through your branding, all of that? Yeah, that's something important to keep in mind. I know one of the feedbacks you had on my website, that's just like a tangible moment for this was you're like, Aaron, I I know you. So I feel like I can say this because I know you, but I feel like there's a disconnect between you and your website. Like you, you're so polished and whatever, whatever. I want to like see your vibe on the website. And so you had me create like sort of this short B roll of like the dinner parties and in-person retreats so that somebody could feel that sort of emotional connection of who I am and how I care for my clients and how I love on them and that kind of thing. Yeah. And that goes right back to showing them versus telling them, right? I think, especially if you have a magnetic personality like yours, showing that kind of footage is the closest thing that you can give them to a visceral experience, meaning like the closest thing you can give them to being there in real life is showing the connection that you have with the people who know you and your existing or previous clients. So yeah, that's kind of like a like really easy way for people out there who um, are looking for ways to kind of like zhuzh up their site and create those connection points. I think video is a great way to do that very, very easily. Okay. So this is going to be like a little weird, but we're going to go here. So let's pretend I hadn't decided yet that I was going to do a website revamp with you. And I'm obviously six years into business. So I do think, and you, I think we both agree like at the beginning, have a scrappy website, figure it out. You're testing. You don't have a huge budget. You you're just, you don't even know exactly what you're offering or serving or exact, you know, would you agree with that, Tracy? Absolutely. About like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. So why, like, give me your sales pitch for wh- how me revamping my website with you and with your techniques is going to help 
my business. Like uh-huh. I, in like an actual, this is going to help you bring in more leads. This is going to help you fill your programs. Like this is the power of the website and the work that I do and the, the strategies I teach. Yeah, no, I feel like there's so many ways. So kind of where do I say, I think the first part kind of you were touching on messaging and getting real clear on your messaging, right? As like kind of one of the guiding principles in our approach is um, something that I like to call story selling. And it's a very common term out there, but it's really using your story to help sell your message in an impactful way. I know there's a lot of people out there who are super scared of like feeling salesy. And that might kind of be one of the bigger internal conflicts with being in this world of like starting a business and being a business owner. But if you just come from that place of, you know, being genuine and sharing the story of why you started your brand, what your origin story was that led you to this point in life, that is such an easy way that people can connect with and that, you know, potential customers and leads can connect with you and really understand how what it is that you're building can fit in their lives. So I would say story selling and just helping you authentically sell what it is that you want to put out into the world easier. Um, it's a big way that your website can help you, you know, connect with your customers and, and sell more. Another way is that we approach this process is analytical creativity. So I think that, you know, you'll find web designers out there that either really care about aesthetics, but they don't care about the results. Or you'll find that there's designers out there more like developers who care about results, but they don't really care about how things look. We deeply care about both. I think I mentioned that I have a digital marketing background. I, you can, for me, actually, it reminds me of the story when we were at People, we would always um, kind of like be at odds with the editorial team because they would always be like, why are our landing pages like so gross, right? Like they're like, it looks like it's for old people. And then we would always be like, well, our ideal customer and our biggest subscriber demo are old people. Like <laughs> this is what outperforms like, you know, certain design elements every time. So I think you have to have a mixture of both because consumers today are like very savvy. And a lot of the time they're also going to associate what you're putting out there and what you're conveying through your touch points, like your website with the quality of service that you're providing, like what, you know, the the paid service or the premium service that they would otherwise be purchasing from you or product even. So um, I think analytical creativity is something that, you know, is something that we take very seriously and is just kind of something that we always have in mind with the way we approach things. Um, And then another thing is using psychological triggers. So I love this one in particular because it's kind of using science and what we know about consumer behavior and having that inform the design and the site experience that we create. And by using certain psychological triggers, we're able to influence user action. So if you have like a main call to action that you want, or like whatever your success metric is on a certain web page, um, knowing that that's the main goal in mind, how can we create the site experience or the user journey on that page to make sure that that is what ultimately, you know, that's the action that the user will end up taking in the end. Um, And then the last one is automation, which I know is like, lots of people's favorite thing. And it, you know, with us, it's no different, but 
I personally don't believe there's any point in having a website that isn't acting as another employee for you, whether that's helping or assisting with client onboarding so that you're not actually getting involved in the process until the discovery call, whether it's helping people or helping to nurture people who are on the fence about taking action with you and actually booking that call or purchasing from you. Um, you could do that with content on the site, whether it's just even like filtering good leads, like high quality leads from subpar leads. There's so many things that you can do with your website with automation um, that will just make your life easier as a business owner. Oh my gosh. I feel like I have I just want to like dive into each of these. So this is so exciting. I'm nerding out and I'm really excited. So we're going to use my business as a case study as we kind of walk through each one of these stages and you give us some really specifics of how you, we can tweak things, how we can make things optimized for on, on our website. So story selling, as you think about my brand and my current website and sort of the, what we're going to be doing, uh, with my new site, do you, could you give us some tangible things around storytelling that you're keeping in mind as we're making this evolution? Yeah. So in general, usually when we start out with a lot of projects with clients and other businesses, the hero section of your homepage, this is like such valuable real estate that I feel like people know, but they might not necessarily take advantage of that. I know kind of in the, like using your site as an example, your website, I think used to be like you, it had a great um, headline, right? Like you knew what you did in like two seconds, but it was like a very pretty picture. It was pretty static, right? There was like no movement or anything to kind of captivate the user to, or like encourage or incentivize them to continue to scroll, right? The reason why you want to really utilize this to your advantage and use this to your advantage to space is because uh, people will bounce in, I actually heard it's less than two seconds now. And so you really only have that time to really capture their attention and incentivize them to continue to move forward. With you, I think what makes sense is using that B-roll footage where people can really understand and see and witness themselves what your personality is like um, and have them associate that with the experience that they'll get from you if you guys were to work together. And also additionally, that video really does play into your story um, because you are part of your sales strategy. So that's kind of what I would start with. And then secondly, as you're moving down the page, you want to also address the customer's pain points. So, you know, we were talking a lot about how you have to give them a reason to care and not just tell them what it is that you do. If you can touch on their pain points, their frustrations, or speak aspirationally to the outcome or results that they desire and have that be fairly early on in the user journey as they're making their way down the homepage, uh, that is like another big way that you can connect with them early on and kind of just continue to validate that you are the right person and the right guide for them on, you know, the journey that, that they're taking. Yeah. That's probably, I would say, start there for story selling. Cause those are, believe it or not, two of the big things that people don't do. And I feel like it's very basic, not basic. Cause I don't want to say that it's like a common thing to know, but those are two really easy things that people can always continue to refine um, on their own websites. Just like a really quick, like moment here. 
how, I mean, most people, most users are using mobile. So are you like, it, right? Correct. I mean, I know, I think my analytics, like over 70% of people coming to my site mm-hmm. are mobile users. So when you're making, when you're designing, are you kind of like designing for mobile first? Yeah. So it's twofold. We, that's something that we ask people is kind of what the split is. And if they don't have analytics to kind of tell us what that data is, we put equal importance on both the desktop as well as the mobile site. Lots of people are browsing on mobile, but they might not necessarily be taking action on mobile still. So I think if you just have in mind, like, I think it's like very easy to be like mobile, mobile, mobile. Yes, absolutely. Especially if it's like consuming content, but if conversion is the name of the game, you want to make sure that the experience on any device is clear and easy to follow for your, any of your users or visitors on your site. Yeah. So I just have thought like, how oh, the desktop is amazing, but the, the, yeah you know, mobile cuts off the words or it doesn't like work right, doesn't look right. So I just was curious about your approach there. Yeah, you definitely want to make sure that your site's optimized for any device. And I think that's pretty standard. I think where you kind of maybe have to give it a second thought, not realizing it is if you use a lot of the web builders out there because they kind of um, make your sites auto-responsive. But if you are getting custom work done on your site or doing a custom build, that's that should pretty like that should be automatic. That's like a, a, a need that's definitely addressed no matter what. Good. Okay. Analytical creativity. What's an idea or two or a concept or two you would point out given my work, what I do and my website and what we're gonna do with the site. Yeah, I think analytical creativity is kind of twofold. The way we approach it is first with kind of the strategy piece and making sure, um, so like you as the client would be giving us like all the content that in your opinion, you know, needs to be on the site, how maybe how you envision it. Um, But then that's something how that we would collaborate and talk through together as we're actually creating like the site architecture of where everything lives. So we would create the wireframes first before we like dive into any of the design and just be like, forget about all the bells and whistles. Here's just like the skeleton, the blueprint of what your site looks like. How does this feel? Do you feel like your messaging is coming across? Like kind of cleaning up what your site content is. Cause I think that's also a lot, especially with coaches or consultants or a lot of service providers, they have, you know, VIP days or um, group coaching programs or courses. There's a lot of different ways that people can work with you. And I think when that happens, again, it's so easy to want to get everything up on the site and forget that there is a journey that can be more effective that we can craft out and getting people to take the actions that you want, depending on where they are at in, you know, their own specific journey. So yeah, it's kind of like figuring out the site architecture. And then the second part is the branding. I think that's like the part that people get really, really excited about aside from just the design, but like, what is like the vibe and the aesthetic that you want to go through? Even if you're approaching site design with having done a proper branding uh, exercise or like rebrand before there are, it's still worth figuring out what the site branding is. So like, how are you taking that existing branding and then translating that into your online experience? Because it's not necessarily the same. Sometimes you have to 
develop like a second, a secondary palette that only applies to the website. We've had clients who come with us or who come to us rather with existing branding and their branding looks amazing for other channels of marketing, but like there's no accent colors to bring attention to call, you know, to call um, for call to action. Like buttons need to be standing out. We need different kinds of, you know, fonts to make it look balanced on the site experience. So there's all these other things that you have to, you know, that you should be taking into consideration for the website that might not apply to your regular branding. So good. I'm really excited about psychological triggers because I know that this is getting into the science and into like why people buy. And I know you, and I know that your heart is so good. So I, you know, I know that there's a lot of bad marketing and bro marketing tactics and ways that we, that people can choose to manipulate. And that's not what we're talking about here. So talk to us about how, what are some interesting little tweaks or psychological triggers you think about that like helps improve a site? Yeah, I love that you brought up like the broy tactics because it's marketing now. I just I just love the direction that it's taken with more people kind of taking a stand of like I don't want to trick anybody, right? Like I just I want people, I want to attract the people who want to work for me, who want to buy from me. I want my people to be the ones who are responding and engaging with my brand and this like site experience that I'm putting out there. So when it comes to psychological triggers, it's in part, you know, doing it from an authentic place, but I think it's also knowing how we can be effective in marketing tactics at the same time, that's going to ultimately convert the right people. I think like a simple one, for example, is when a lot of like existing sites come to, or when we're brought a lot of existing sites, you'll see like web pages with like a million calls to action instead of having there be like a hierarchy. Because I think, you know, when there's something called cognitive load, right? It's like how much your brain can process. I think when users see a web page that has like a million different options, they're going to just like freak and be like, this is too much. Like I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to bounce. And then that's like one less visitor that you had or like one less opportunity that you had to convert. So um, establishing a hierarchy of what is the most important call to action that you want, or like what's the most important action that you want your user to take and making sure that that's prominently displayed on the page without having it to be, um, you know, in a layout that's just super overwhelming for the user. Yeah. Confused people don't buy. And that's, you know, exactly what you're speaking to there. Do you have any other, this is, do you have any other psychological triggers you want to point out? It doesn't have to be specific to me. Another psychological trigger, psychological concept is called idleness aversion. Have you heard of that? Mm -mm. So idleness aversion um, is people are basically happier when they're busy or have more value to consume. It's kind of like what speaks to doom scrolling when people are on Instagram and like by no means can it, it can be a very like not positive thing, but I think you can use it to your advantage as a business owner with your own website and your own offerings if you are providing the right value for your ideal, you know, client or customer. So, you know, using this to your advantage, keep 
the fun going on your site. Like keep that journey full of moments of delight, of unexpected surprises, of free premium value. Anytime where you think there's kind of a lull in the journey, see what you can kind of put in there that will be beneficial to your customer because the more that you can be of service to them, the easier it'll be for them to understand and kind of make that connection of how you could fit into their lives. It's so interesting. There has to be something done from such a like educated space. Cause at one point we're saying, be really clear, tell them exactly what you want to do and then make it fun. Add in this sprinkle. So I'm sure this like very intricate strategy of like how to do that, where to do that, all that. Yeah, it's really, it's definitely kind of a dance with all of these different elements. And I think, again, if you're working on your own website, it could be, it could feel daunting, especially because you're like, how do I do it right? And, you know, there's obviously the support that you can get out there if this, if you feel like you're in that place of your business where you're ready to do a more customized build and experience for your business. Um, But yeah, there's so much more that you can do with your website in kind of creating this like very fun experience for people. I love it. And automation, that is, I mean, you're saying like, this is like how your website should be an employee that's working for you. They're bringing in the leads, they're getting people. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when a lot of business owners come to us, a lot of, and this is especially the ones that just like, they don't even know automation or like that this should be something that they could be thinking of. Um, That kind of outreach touch point is usually just a contact form or like even worse, someone will just have an email on their website and like, that's it. Um, But if you can really be thoughtful about the systems that are important to helping free you up in your business, you can integrate that with your site, whether it's in the form of like a scheduling app or just an entire client onboarding system that you can attach to your website that can, again, collect data for you. It can nurture leads. It can filter people out. It can point them into the direction of your other offerings. It can do all these things without you actually having to manually do that or wait until you bring everything up on your sales call can make life so much easier this summer. And Aaron, I know that you know this, but like my family and I are planning on bouncing from LA for eight weeks and going to Europe. And I am being psycho about (laughs) making sure that my website is doing as much as it can uh, because the time difference is like eight to nine hours different. So knowing that like the time it takes from someone to like submit an inquiry on our site about their project. I have them tell us all about their project details so that we have all the information we need going into a sales call. Then the email will like, we have it set so that they'll receive an email once they submit it after a certain amount of time, they can go and schedule their call with us. We also have it that, that they're only allowed to book on certain days. And now I have to update that to be within a certain time frame because again, it's an eight to nine hour time difference. So it's just all these things that you can have your website do and like you can have it put the work, the work obviously up front. But then after that, like it, it could just be such a well-oiled machine for you. Ah, this has been such a cool conversation. I'm like nerding out and thank you for giving us like practical things, practical ways that people can start to implement some of these tips. So story selling, analytical creativity, psychological triggers, and automation. 
This has been really fun. Thank you, Tracy. Tell people where they can find you uh, so they can follow along. And if they're looking for a custom website, they can reach out to you. So Sure. So we're actually launching with our own rebrand very soon, but uh, you can check out our website at unodostray.com. It's like uno dos as in like Spanish and then T-R-A-E, which is my nickname. So unodostray.com for like web, other web design tips and resources. Our Instagram is also at unodostray. My personal Instagram is at Tracy Dungo and yeah, come say hi. Also, Erin, I wanted to extend to, you know, any of your listeners that we just completed a guide to some of the um, more exciting trends, I think, that we've seen this year and that we anticipate to continue seeing this year for web design. I think a lot of them, you know, just to get the juices flowing for what your users' websites could be, which I think is always really exciting. If they want that guide, they can go to unodostray.com slash design dash trends. And you'll put that in the show notes so they can get that easily. <laughs> yes. Ooh, and I can't wait to see that. That sounds so fun. Tracy, you're amazing. You're brilliant. I can't wait for you to get your hands on my website. Thanks for coming in and helping us think about how we can leverage our website to gain more sales to make more money. That's of course. Great. Thanks for having me. Are you a creative entrepreneur looking for next level support when it comes to your money mindset and management? It's time to get on top of your numbers once and for all. Do you want to upgrade your lifestyle, make a bigger impact in the world, or gain more time back into your day? Your big dreams are all coming back to one thing, money. So I've developed a secret sauce money matrix formula to combine the power of an abundance mindset with money management tools specifically for creative entrepreneurs like you. Stop hiding from your numbers and start getting strategic. Head to www.aaronbridgman.com to learn everything you need to know about my coaching programs. It's time to completely transform and change the way you view and manage money so you can show up like the wealthy woman you are meant to be. Apply to work with me one-on-one at www.aaronbridgman.com.